I like your robe. Thank you. I feel very Tony Soprano right now. I figured I was amongst friends. I can dress however I'd like. Actually, it's funny that you say Tony Soprano because that's how I felt, but then Dylan said I actually looked like Margot from Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> I didn't say Tony Soprano at all. You said it. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, God. Fake yeah. news. California. Keeping up with the Coens, an OC box set rewatch podcast. Hello and welcome back to Keeping Up with the Coens, colon, the podcast, colon, the one about the music from the OC. Uh, my name is Ryan Drake. I am your co-host on this gorgeous, beautiful day in the great state of Oklahoma. Um, I would like to say hello and welcome to our podcast, to the owner, CEO, janitor, creator, Chelsea Trinidad. How are you, Chelsea? <laughs> I thought for a minute you were going to say Dylan, and I was like, hey, I changed my um, Instagram profile to fit that description, so you better not Oh, take really? Does, does your Instagram say you're the you're the owner of Keeping Up with the Coens? <laughs> uh, no, I thought it would be funny because I, I have the owner of my other two companies um, and then my spokesperson job, and I thought it'd be really funny to be like owner, Keeping Up with the Coens, but I changed it wow. to the funniest host, comma, Keeping Up with the Coens. <laughs> Wow. Should have put col- should have put a call in there. Um, oh, all right. I would also like to say hello and welcome to our third wheel, New Dylan. Welcome back to the show, New Dylan. Hi. How are you all doing? It's me, New Dylan. I'm really excited to be here and to contribute uh, great things. I have a similar story to what Chelsea said regarding saying that she's the owner of the podcast. I created a fake business um, a couple of years ago called Canned Milk, and it was basically I'm sorry, just what? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. It's this just, is a rare moment. This is a rare moment, Dylan. I'm going to ask you to elaborate. Okay, so um, so I, I I determined that everything's better in a can, kind of like that whole weird water thing where ev- they're like everything's better in a in a carton, like a carton of water. So I decided it that I boxed would boxed water. Yeah, boxed water thing. is pretty good. I um, Shout out to music festivals. Not, I miss you. I'm in the wrong <laughs> tax bracket to enjoy boxed water, um, but I figured that I wanted there to be canned milk, um, not like condensed milk. Sorry, Todd is losing his mind. Um, He's gone now. He opened he the door and idea. he left. He's, he's mm-hmm. revolting. But he's so like, I, wait, you're new, Dylan. Yeah, new. Yeah, new Dylan has gone temporarily to talk about old Dylan's canned milk project. But <laughs> I proceeded to put CEO and um, founder of Canned Milk Incorporated, and I kept it on my profile for a while. And for the longest time, I actually would tweet as the CEO of Canned Milk, trying to get sponsorship uh, from other businesses. It never worked out, but. Um, I'm really proud of Chelsea for actually taking the initiative and starting a business. Um, I can't believe you're married. I, you know, I, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot either. I cannot and either. And the like most awesome girl ever. This episode Good is job, dedicated Dylan. to Leslie and her, and her almost her biblical patience. It is, uh, <laughs> it is, it is insane. And not a day goes by that I don't think, wait, like I would have already left me. And I, mm-hmm. I love myself. Um, so nothing, nothing but admiration for, uh, for the best Marissa Cooper uh, imitator ever, which reminds me, at some point, I just want to throw this out there. My Watto imitation is better than Ryan Drake's Watto imitation. It's true. I actually did hear it, and it is better. That is true. Oh, um, wow. I, yeah, we're not going to get into Star Wars. Con- we're not going to get into Star Wars imitations on <laughs> Cohen's The Podcast. All right, Dylan, I'm sorry. I, I, um, accept, I accept your, uh, your concession. I do feel like Chelsea. When we get into season two of the OC of of Keeping Up with the Coens, we should not only um, try and dream up scenarios in which Luke would be in the episodes, which he's only in oh. one episode that I that I know of. I do feel like at the beginning of every episode, you and I should just be able to vote on whether or not Dylan should be allowed into the podcast. That was great. Dylan, you can like share with us like maybe your three most observant uh, little quips that you've prepared, and we'll. I'll be we'll a call in guest. That. So instead of, yeah, instead of everyone skipping past comic book minute, they, you're only allowed to the comic book minute and that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look who's oh, here. Oh, hey, Leslie. Leslie, oh, they're, they're being mean to me. Leslie just like creeped in. Um, Say, tell them not to be mean she, to me, Leslie. Well, what are they saying? Did she, did she hear us say, I can't believe you're married? They said, they said that they can't believe I'm still married. You hear that? She's like, by the way, and we're getting divorced on the podcast. Yeah, she's like, ooh, awkward. Yeah. She's like, oh, is this a, that'd be really funny. Like, oh, is this a, is this a bad time? No, is this a we're bad in it for the long haul, everyone. Did you like her uh, her subtle Alexis from uh, from 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 Schitt's Creek imitation? 
Yes. I love her that, coat. Well, her coat is fucking incredible. Uh, they love your coat, by the way. Thank you. And well, now... I'm going to edit most of that out, so I'm glad that <laughs> happened. <laughs> but, um, All right. canned milk, uh, my water imitation is better, and go. Well, that's a real wrap-up. Okay, thank you. Um, so we're here to discuss the music of the OC, specifically some of the bands that were on those early mixes that have gone on to become huge. This is something I'm really intrigued by. But I do feel like we should update update the kids on what's going on if they want to keep up with keeping up with the Coens. Uh, we have a date, guys. We set a date. You guys have both set dates for your weddings. I've never had to do that, but I'm setting a date with you guys now. <laughs> We have set the date for March 31st. We pushed it as far as we could. We said we'd do it in March, so we pushed it to the absolute last day possible. March 31st, we will be resuming season two of Keeping Up with the Coens. We're, we're switching it up a little bit. We are no longer going to be doing four episodes per per episode of Coens. Correct. Um, I think we've all agreed. We're going we're gonna to keep it to two. So season two will only be two episodes of the OC per one episode of the podcast is that does that make sense did i say that right yeah well and what's really fun is that progressively we're going to do less and less and less so you know we did four then we're going to do two then we're going to do one then we're going to do half episodes season four so y'all get really excited for that the oc minute (laughs) yeah dylan told me about that dylan told me about this podcast that only they only watch one minute of star wars and they do an entire podcast about that one minute that could be us with the oc i'm excited (laughs) yeah some episodes Uh, just luke yeah, but this it'll be it'll be the next presidential election when we wrap up season two. I think at this point, <laughs> we'll all have children by then. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, season two is coming March thirty first. We will. So do you guys want to do the first two episodes of season two? Because when in season one, we just did the first episode. I think we could do the first two episodes just simply I think so because too. that that yeah. pilot is just so seminal. Um, and so we can just we can just barrel right on over episodes one and two. Perfect. So season two. Episode one, dropping March 31st. You have most of the month of March to watch the first two episodes of season two of the OC, which is what something I really don't remember that much. Like, I know that Luke is is in the first episode. He plays, like, a big part of it, but um, I really don't remember those first couple episodes. I barely do. I remember, like, the most I remember about the second season is I remember my favorite episode is in the second season, and then I remember the finale of the second season. And other than that, it's just kind of... Okay, Whatever. let's actually let's talk about this because I don't because I feel like you guys at least Chelsea you rewatched the second season pretty recently, right? Yeah, me and Alex rewatched all of them um just a few months ago. So I don't remember. I'm trying to think of what I do remember about season two of the OC. This isn't like a this isn't like a thing where I'm trying to like I guess it's not really a spoiler because everyone's already seen the OC anyway. Mm-hmm. But like I remember Lindsay is a thing. Um, okay, I remember three episodes then. Yeah, Lindsay's a thing. Yeah, and Zach, Zach is a thing. Zach is a thing, and this is the one. Season two is where they towards the end of season two. Is that where they get into like the comic? They they create the comic book. Is that the storyline? Yeah, they create the comic, and then also what's going on is they launch that magazine. Um, the Newport New Living. Newport Living. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, this is the birth of the Ironist. This is the uh, the George Lucas cameo. Is in this one as oh, well. Oh God, that's the one you remember, isn't it? Yeah, I remember the George <laughs> I Lucas cameo. I remember the Spider Man upside down kiss, and I remember uh, Image and Heap. So. Oh yeah. Oh Showing God, Trey, what? Trey. Yeah. In season Trey. Two. Oh wait, that's so ridiculous that we're talking about everything season two. And we leave out Trey. I completely I, forgot. God, the season two's a lot with Lindsay. I Trey. wish those and episodes Lin- didn't exist. That's why I've purposefully <laughs> forgotten about Trey. I was uh, I was watching Prometheus the other day, and I totally forgot that Trey plays a scientist in. Prometheus. Prometheus. Nuh-uh. Yeah, he plays he plays like a scientist. It's great. He leveled up. Oh gosh. I literally don't remember this. Is there any crossover between Lindsay and Trey? Do they ever like interact in season two? Do you no, remember? I, no, I don't think so. Not. Okay. No, Trey okay. is after um the Lindsay stuff. That would have been interesting. Okay, yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Chelsea? Oh, I was gonna say, why don't you tell everyone what we're gonna talk about today? We're talking about the music. The music of the OC, um, the soundtrack specifically. Which just the idea, I want to start with just the idea of the fact that this television show um, became kind of known for having cool music. um, And they were self-aware enough to like put out these mixes Mm -hmm. to like literally say, here are 15 songs that we played in this season and we're going to put them on a CD and sell them to people. (laughs) Which is, again, to me, that's how I consume most of my music now. But I feel like in 2004 when we were before we had streaming and before we, I mean, I guess we had Napster then, but like 
um, it's so interesting that basically created a playlist. Like this is what this is how I listen to most of my music now is I make playlists and I listen to two or three songs by an artist. It's rare that I get deep into a full album anymore. And uh, I feel like they were really ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, it was cool because it really captured a moment because that was around the same time that people um, commonly had Napster or LimeWire, whatever it is that they downloaded from and would burn a CD themselves. Um, it was also kind of, you know, you made a mixtape, some people, but I remembered um, guys that I was into, like giving me a mix CD that they made. Um, and then the other thing that makes these CDs pretty unique is that that was right around the time that all three of us started to drive. So definitely, you know, I had my six CD holder in my car and at least one, if not two of those slots were taken up by an OC mix. At one point, I think disc one and disc two in my six, six changer were mix one and mix two. And the third one was like the garden state soundtrack, but (laughs) Another so, great so, soundtrack. Shout out to so, 07. Fantastic. So yeah. speaking speaking of just like awesome soundtracks, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that if you do any deep dive on who's responsible for the music and who's responsible for curating everything, um, it's this gal named Alexandra uh, Pitsavis, and she has done so many good soundtracks. You know, I got to really? know her through the OC, but she was also the music um, supervisor for uh, Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Supernatural, Chuck, Gossip Girl, oh. and the Twilight Saga. So, wow, okay, that's serious? wild. Because yeah. Twilight's soundtrack goes fucking hard. Yeah, it's so yes, good. They did not have to do that, and they made just a banger. Like, every song is awesome. She's credited during this 2002, 2003, 2004 era of of kind of revitalizing what we first saw in Beverly Hills 90210 when the Flaming Lips came on to an episode of Beverly Hills 90210. Um, And she started it kind of with Grey's Anatomy, most notably. Like she had, you know, songs like, I'm, I'm ashamed that I've actually watched like three seasons of Grey's Anatomy. But what are you she ashamed had like of, Dylan. You watch. We do a podcast about the OC. <laughs> That's true. You watch Grey's Anatomy. But like chasing cars, uh, the Snow Patrol oh, song. Oh my gosh, um, that one because uh, Grey's song. Anatomy had this really famous double episode that they aired right after the Super Bowl, where there mm-hmm. was a, a bomb in a body cavity, and I mean, yeah, I, Code Black. It, Code Black. I mean, those two. A bomb episodes, in a body cavity sounds like a Taking Back Sunday song. Oh, <laughs> it really does. But I bet I would have made a little like a gift sticker of it or gotten a, some kind of swag from Hot Topic with it on there. I digress. <laughs> uh, does not, now that you have made the connection, that doesn't surprise me at all that the same woman is behind all of those because Grey's mm. Anatomy did a lot to connect the emotion with the song and yeah. <laughs> Twilight, of course. But I mean, the OC did it in a way that I think kind of helped revive that. And I actually have in my notes later, I'll talk about some shows recently that I've noticed kind of gave me the same type of vibes uh, that the OC did. I didn't know this. Like, What's her name one more time? Though? So her name is Alexandra uh, Patsavas. It's P-A-T-S-A-V-A-S. And if you're going on Wikipedia, you'll understand that I was pretty much just doing what I learned to do as an English major, which is changing slight words and just repeating what's on the Wikipedia page. I just, I just requested to follow her on Instagram. Oh, heck yeah. For her to do all four of those is insane i did not know this like yeah. what a fucking yeah, it's she also claps in the chat claps in the chat for her yeah she also yeah. worked on a uh, freaking mad men for a couple episodes and the music <gasps> oh in mad men God. is so iconic it's um, incredible i y'all know that, chelsea like, chelsea a- hang on <laughs> chelsea got up to walk off screen to like go do something and as soon as you said mad men i heard her stop and turn around and come back to talk well, about mad men she's got I- don draper behind her in a framed <laughs> I- picture i do and look here's don here's peggy and, and you're supreme, and, and that's a full bar in my office. Wow. Okay. I um. But the the one last thing I want to say about Alexandra is I think Ryan may have may have mentioned this in an earlier episode, but um, like the music got so influential and and kind of the OC became such a force as a TV show that the Beastie Boys actually premiered uh, to check it out on the show, and it premiered on the show before it premiered on the radio. So the freaking Beastie Boys premiered a song on The Orange County, which is mind-blowing. I watched the uh, special features back when I was in high school because I was a huge dork in case you guys didn't realize that. And Josh Schwartz himself said that they contacted him and said, we we really want you to feature this song. What do you guys think? Do you have an episode it could work in? And it, they were like, oh my God, are you kidding? This is the greatest thing ever. Of course we will feature it. We know exactly where to put it. 
So I think that that's really cool how that came together. I'm still I'm still not over the fact that this girl did all those soundtracks, and now I'm just thinking about like what was her like day like what's I guess her job is music supervisor. Like I'm just curious like what her day to day life was like then. Like what's your job? Just listen to music and be like, oh, yeah, this would fit well on this yeah, show. Yeah, this move like, this moves me. Like does she have a spreadsheet where she kind of records the emotions that she feels when listening to a song? I don't know. Oh God, Alexandra, release the spreadsheets. We need them. <laughs> so I think so. I remember reading it wasn't on the Wikipedia page, but I I was doing a deep dive when I thought we were recording this episode before the Seth Cohen episode and I think I read like her process was kind of like going to and like listening to live music from up and coming like local bands and stuff like that and and you know getting like going on uh, MySpace and and just checking out these kind of small bands and you know I, I just I feel like that would be the coolest yeah, job in the world like, so what's your job, job? that's incredible yeah. yeah I was gonna say can we start a Kickstarter because this is like made for Ryan Dre yeah, thank yeah you. this is this is <laughs> This is the Ryan job. Mm-hmm. All right, someone that someone, someone says, with knowledge yeah. of the situation, send us an email, coenspod at gmail.com, and tell me how I can get this job. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. but- Ryan will send you a resume that me and Dylan will meticulously um, edit for him, make it, make it perfect, you know? I would love, for Dylan, to, by I would the love way, for Dylan to write my resume, just how passive-aggressive it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be really nice, but in a passive aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, she is actually currently serving as the music music supervisor on Marvel's Runaways, which is on Hulu. And I didn't realize this until I read this. Josh Schwartz is actually uh, the producer on a Marvel show called Runaways, which my sister likes. But um, wow, that's gotta that's gotta be I, like a full circle moment for him because wasn't he wasn't Seth Cohen kind of based on him? So for him to now be a supervisor yeah. on a Marvel show is a big deal. I bet. I need to watch that show now. Let's get into uh, some of the soundtrack stuff. So they they released the soundtrack. So is that what you're going to say, Chelsea? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, do you guys think that we should maybe start from the episodes or start from the, the beginning of Mix 1? What do you guys think? I think we go mix by mix, baby. All right. Let's do it. So, um, I mean, I, we don't need to go through the entire track list of these of these mixes. I do have the track list for Yeah. Up. And I have notes on a couple. I have notes on a couple of them that actually didn't make the soundtracks because um, maybe they were older songs or something, but still had really good moments. So we'll talk about those, too. Well, you want to just at least for for purposes of talking about the mixes, I think we should we should start on mix one. And we should talk mm-hmm. about what our favorite songs on the mix are. Um, if they're in an episode and all that stuff, but you know, starting with mix one, what you all have to realize is these mixes came out in kind of a squirrely way. Um, so mix one, mix two, and mix three all came out before season two premiered. Mix one actually came out on March 30th, 2004, which was right between, um, episodes 22 and 23 of season one. So right between the LA and the Nana, uh, mix one dropped and it was uh it was absolutely amazing. I still remember I got both mixes for Christmas um in 2004 and uh and they were really good. So I mean what were some of your favorite songs on this first mix? I think that part of the reason that South and that song Paint the Silence is so associated with this show in particular, like I said, this is a song that's meant a lot to me in my life beyond the OC, but it's a song that I first learned about on the OC. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously it's like the score of that big scene with Ryan and Marissa on the Ferris wheel, but the fact that it's like the first song on the first mix, I feel like tells them, lets people know myself and clear, like this was an important song. And I think that may have added to my like, uh, indulgence of it a little bit. Yeah. It had good vibes too. Like it, it set, it set in a moment that was kind of peaceful and serene while still being exciting. And I will say a lot of the music from, from the OC and I think Dylan, are you, I think Chelsea too, you guys probably both get where I'm coming from a little bit. Like I was around this time we we were in like early high school. And so I was very into like, I mean, Blink-182 is still my favorite band of all time. But like that was the type of music I was into at that time was like, you know, mm-hmm like skateboard pop punk that type of shit and so for me Mm -hmm. to get really into the oc and then to have these mixes come out and then for me to hear a song like paint the silence by south was that was the first time even in high school where i was like oh shit i'm getting old like this is like shit my parents would listen to yeah oh my gosh my dad like loved those mixes so much that he bought himself his own cd hell yeah it's like well obviously you would have your own but like it was to me it was a big deal that gary had one in his car and i had one in mine shout out to gary i remember shout out out to gary (laughs) he's a cool dad (laughs) i um he's like sandy cohen i uh so i gotta say that you know 
Ryan, I don't know if this is kind of where you were coming from. Uh, probably not because I'm much less socially, you know, I'm, I'm socially inept when it comes to music stuff. But when I first got Mix One, this kind of, I listened to a lot of pop punk too. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened to the, like the Newfound Glory, Sum 41, um, all skate music, despite the fact I, I never learned how to skateboard. So I was a poser. <laughs> but when I got Mix One, it kind of expanded my horizons and it made me want to start listening to what I considered quote unquote cool music. Um, you know, like up until, up until this point, I had just been listening to the strokes because I read an article saying that they were America's coolest band. And I was like, okay, well maybe I need to check this out. But then this I mean, album, wasn't the drummer dating Drew Barrymore at the time or something like that. I think so. I think so. And I just got way into this mix and it was almost as if I got into it because I liked the way, not only the way it made me feel, but the way it kind of made me think I was being perceived by people who like got in my truck. Because it was like right after I got my driver's <laughs> license and I was in my truck and like, you got you know, your driver's license truck, today? Be, yeah, I did. <laughs> great and, song. Uh, Another great and, song. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I love Dude, it. Dude, driver's and license it's, it's, would fuck if it was on the OC. Like that song is perfect for, for the OC. <laughs> can you, I can imagine like, you know, Although I prefer the cover um, that Ryan showed me, I have got to say that the original version would fit so well with like, you know, a Ryan carrying Marissa Absolutely. scene. Um, and and so it's just so good. But I uh, I kind of took a little bit of a different tack and there I preferred mix two, but too. mix one has has two of my favorite songs. Um, one of them is Honey in the Moon by Joseph Arthur. Mm-hmm. It was also used in American Wedding. Um, which was a very okay movie with a very banging soundtrack. Wasn't that also like in Garden every State? Every song. Um, it may have I think been. It was. I can't. I can't remember. Every there's a Venn diagram. I yeah. feel like. Well, it's for, the same girl as we've now learned. It's the same girl who did us all, so it makes sense. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. So now but, it makes sense. But the other one was Alexi Murdoch's Orange Sky because. Oh shit! This no, that, I'm sorry. Blossomed. That's the one. That's the one that was in Garden State. I'm sorry. Orange Sky, I I can't remember if I heard it first on this or on Garden State, but like this opened up the Alexi Murdoch wormhole in my discography collection, which then opened up the Iron and Wine wormhole. And so it just turned into chaos. Wonderful <laughs> acoustic singer-songwriter chaos. Chelsea, what's what's popping off of you for your for this first mix? Um, so whenever I look at the I, I would say the two that stand out most to me that we haven't talked about yet, um, we the way we get by is I just it oh. takes me right back to being fifteen, mm-hmm. riding in the car with my friend who was a year older than me, so she drove me to school. Um, my parents were like, "Hey, since your friend is really nice, driving you to school every day, you can use your or your credit card to buy her a Starbucks every morning." So, okay. um, you, I mean, you know how it was. You like felt like you were so freaking cool if you were young and you got taken to school by an older person. We'd always <laughs> talk about boys and. I had an older um, man take me to school a lot too. My parents didn't like it. Uh, You're gonna say it was your dad. The the episode that it was featured in, I think I talked about. Um, like I like wrote the lyrics down and like my moleskin, and my parents were like, "Why are you talking about smoking weed in the backseat of cars?" And I was like, "Yeah." Oh. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's so shitty. That's like worse than saying your dog ate your homework. Like, oh, it's a song lyric. Like, your parents are like, yeah, whatever. No, it's not. If your parents <laughs> thought that you wrote that song, that you wrote The Way We Get By as, like, a journal entry, as if it's, like, a factual thing that happened to you, that would have been great. Our, I think they thought I was poetry because I wrote them in stanzas and I used, like, a, a jelly Ooh. roll pen. So it, it was, like, metallic pink. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Dude, sure what was going on. I will on. say that um, in the same vein is that during that period of my life, Death Cab became my favorite band and specifically when transatlanticism came out that's just such a good record i'm getting that vinyl delivered this week actually i don't have it yet um, oh. it's being delivered i think on wednesday transatlanticism was defining for so many people our age oh my god yeah um mm-hmm. it just like kind of opened a new horizon for me i feel like i used we look like giants in one of my instagram stories last week and i got like seven people all dm me they were like oh my god i love this song i haven't heard it in so long it's like yeah that was a fucking soundtrack for us like it really was like a very millennial thing it was we we look like giants especially like there was it was very very sexual and kind of got you excited Mm -hmm. i remember i i i I forgot what lyric i posted but it was literally just like one sentence from it on like my facebook when i was a freshman because i was a, a dork um, and it was the same deal. I think I had like, you know, eight or nine people just message me and be like, oh my God, I love that. Oh my God, wait, was it um, so. every Thursday I'd break those mountain passes and you'd skip your early classes so we'd see how our bodies worked. And I was like, oof, 
That is sex. That's not about pooping. <laughs> I think I put, remember the JMC and reading aloud from magazines. I think that's what it was. Um, oh, man. But all, the reason I brought that up was because I used to, uh, back when I was, remember I told you guys I catfished that girl <laughs> when I was in high school? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also used to use death cab lyrics from transatlanticism, and I would put them as my aim away message. I did that all the but time. I wouldn't cre- but I wouldn't, I wouldn't credit them to death cab, though. And if a girl asked me what it was, I'd be like, I wrote that. That's my poetry that i wrote oh my god yeah that's right See, i do that See, with fall i would do the opposite because if someone didn't know what reference i was making i'd be like okay they're lame it's a litmus test for yeah. for lames oh it totally was i did i i quoted wilco songs a lot too which was kind of weird hell yeah whatever <laughs> wilco's a very adult band for you to have been listening to at that time good you for guys, you you guys were so yeah. much cooler than me <laughs> I mean, I know that's established, but um, I wanted to say oh, that. It was, it was a thing. So there are bands on this first mix, like I would say the kind of as far as just bands in general, the biggest ones are probably like Phantom Planet. Obviously, had a, had a huge run in the late two thousands. Uh, Dandy Warhols mm-hmm. um, had a big, big run in the early two thousands. Shout out to Dig this documentary about them. It's my favorite music documentary ever made. Um, but other than that, the only band I mean, I guess Jet had a couple songs. Jet was big for a minute, um, uh-huh. but like spoon was the band on this first mix that has still that like kept going and is still going and is still making good music in 2020 2021 now but yeah um i was gonna ask if you guys remembered like so obviously dice that that scene is forever seated in our minds because it's probably one of the biggest music moments of the oc in general whenever Mm -hmm. marissa and ryan kiss uh and he says i love you for the first time on new year's eve but what i couldn't remember is um just a ride by jem Everyone knows that song. I feel like it was in every TV show and um, movie around that period. Now I guess we know why. It's probably the same woman put mm-hmm. placed it um, in those things. But do you guys remember when they played it on the OC? I could not remember for the life of me. It was a, two episodes. It was a boardwalk scene of them just like riding around. It was like Ryan. She was riding on his pack. I think it was the scene where she like covered his eyes and you made and you called it out. He was on the bike. No, because I specifically I specifically looked it up and they don't play that song. Oh. They play that. Yeah, that was, that was caught by the river. Oh yeah, caught by the river. Also, yeah, also on this mix, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, they, they played just a ride on the countdown and on the Nana. I can't remember when. Um, it was in the countdown. You're right. Mm-hmm. The only reason I say that is because I have the OC fandom page up and it says from the countdown and the Nana. And I trust if, if, if it's on We're the looking internet. at the exact same page, Dylan. I just don't remember what scene it was on the countdown. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. It's when her and Oliver are talking. About mojitos. Mojito. Mojito. Mojitos. I, I think that because that song is obviously so upbeat and carefree. So I think that they were trying to show that that was the atmosphere. But Marissa was kind of in her head talking about Ryan. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about that New Year's Eve party enough. Do you guys know that Anna was there? And I don't know why she was there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that guy was from Tulsa, too. Um, But yeah, no, Mix One was was great. Um, I think it's cool that it had the theme song, Phantom Planet California. Because Mix, I think it's Mix 3. I don't have Mix 3 or 4 pulled up. But I think 3 was the one that had the stripped down remix version of like California 2005. Or Mix 4, sorry, 4 and 5. So 3 was the Christmas album. Four was the one that uh-huh. had the stripped down California 2005 version. And then mix five was the one that had the cover of California by Mates of Steak. I think six was the covers. Six was all oh, covers. Oh, they did six? I thought they only did five. Uh-huh. Yeah, the last one was all covers because, and we'll get to this, I'm sure, but that has one of my favorite songs on it uh, that I like more than the original. Whatever the covers um, mix is, which was the last one they released, I'm so into I can't wait to talk about that one with you guys. I'm so into that one. I'm so just like... Mm-hmm like uh enamored by the fact that they got all these bands to cover all these songs by other bands that were also in the oc circle we'll oh, talk yeah. about that later yeah well and the other thing was that they were like they weren't necessarily old songs either so that's kind of what made it super it's cool. kind of like Jaden covering yeah. driver's license <laughs> um oh yeah shout right. out to Jaden. do we have uh do you guys have any more thoughts on 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 disc on mix, mix one um i think yeah as i say i think we covered kind of all the highlights yeah. let's talk about the meaty mix yeah mix, mix two, two is the one that's like a banger, an absolute banger. Yeah, that one slaps. So Mix 2 actually came out on the same day as Mix 3, October 24th, 2004. I think this was a week or two before the premiere of Season 2. And you heard Ryan and I say this earlier, but like this mix is easily my favorite of the OC mixes. And I have so many songs that I like on this, but I don't want to go first, so I want you to go first. The two things that really pop off when you look at this track listing are that i mean it's i think it's the only mix that actually has a death cap song on it um which is mm-hmm. cool 
because Death Cab again is a massive, massive band. You know, Death Cab just put out a new EP like a couple of weeks ago, and they cover waterfalls covers, by right? TLC. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. They went they went wow. full Weezer and was like, "Fuck it, we're making a covers album." But oh, also, wow. the fact that the Killers, st- the first time I was ever exposed to the Killers was on the OC, and the fact that they, I mean, I saw them mm-hmm. headline Bonnaroo 2018. They also released one of my favorite albums of the entire year 2020 of our quarantine year and like i just think that the killers this is just my own opinion but like i think the killers are the best band of our generation i think they have yet to make a bad album they have albums that are not as good as their other albums they've never made a fucking bad album the killers and like i said when i saw them headline bonnery that year they were at that point i think the biggest band like they were the big they were selling out every arena they were headlining every festival um they were the fucking biggest band in the world and so for them to have started quote unquote i mean they didn't start on the oc but that's where a lot of us first saw them or heard of them that's so crazy to me that like this band that we saw play at the bait shop you know six 16 17 years ago now Mm -hmm. that like they're the biggest band in the world and they just kept going and i think that's really cool i love i fucking just love the killers yeah, well, and I've heard I haven't seen them live yet, but everyone says that their shows are so yeah, much fun. they're so good. Dude. They just have they good real, I was shocked. Shows. I've only seen them twice. I've only seen them twice. Both times were recent. It was twenty eighteen Bonnery when then right after that they played the Oklahoma City Zoo, and I saw them again right after right after the first time because I was so shocked at how good they are live. Like Brandon Flowers is the man. Like that dude. Mm-hmm just controls the stage they're yes. one of those they're one of those bands that like if you're just having one of the day, those days you're hanging out with your friends at your house everyone gets a little tipsy and you just throw on a music video everyone in the house is on the furniture singing at the top of their lungs like it's just it, oh my god it's yeah. that kind of vibe do you guys remember the palladia channel that just showed concerts and like streamed glastonbury and all that stuff oh yeah oh yeah yeah they I always had so many amazing killers shows and so i you know i i've never seen them live i'm in the same boat as, as chelsea but like whenever one of their concerts was on palladia i would like stop everything and just watch their concert because they're so good live i would suggest to anyone if you're interested in at all in the killers it's like fucking look up their live videos on youtube you will be blown away at how good they are live and so for them to have started on the oc like that's how i found this band that has gone on to become such a huge part of my life was here on the oc so chelsea what did mm-hmm. you like about this mix what um, are your songs so some of the songs pop out at me um popular mechanics for lovers um i don't even know if i I liked the song, but I think I just thought that the um, title was really cool. And I didn't know oh, yeah. that there was a magazine called that until I dug a little deeper. Um, so that was that one kind of sticks out at me. I thought Something Pretty was utilized in a really cool way in the mm-hmm. show. Uh, they play it when uh, Seth climbs up on the table and kind of declares his love for Summer. And they have that big romantic kiss in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was definitely a cool moment. Um, we have another appearance by Jim. Um, she's saying, she's saying maybe I'm amazed. And I thought that was utilized really, really well too in the finale. Yeah. They got her to do oh, it yeah. live. They, she's doing the, that was the first, I guess that was the first cover that they put on an NEOC mix, but, um, yeah, they had her doing mm-hmm. it at Caleb's wedding. Um, Chelsea, I know you love mm-hmm. that Saturday morning song by the Eels too, which is like the first, first track out, out the gate here. Let's talk about a banger. I mean, that song this song gets you going. That's a good song. It's a good way to start the mix too, because for a while I thought that Hello Sunshine would have been like a perfect start to the mix just because it's almost like the same thing. It's like you're witnessing something amazing as it's happening. But then like Saturday morning, I remember so often turning on, you know, my car to go to high school and that's the song that starts playing. And so when I hear that song, I think two things. One, it's a banger. And two, I forgot my AP English homework again. Um, but, uh, I'm going to have to do no, it in the class before. Solid class. song, though. Solid song. I will forever associate that Super Furry Animal song with Rachel Bilson's like adorable smile whenever yeah! she's like taking off yeah. her shirt to have sex. Oh, so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, can we sidebar and talk about that Rachel Bilson Instagram picture? Oh, yeah. Sidebar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had so many people text me about that. Huge. That was not. That was an old photo, right? Because I first saw it, I thought it was new. I thought they were like hanging out together. Yeah, no, it was like a flashback now. Friday. Flashback Friday. But I mean, I I think you all know more about the Instagram following stuff than I do. But weren't you saying that like pretty much no one follows anyone else except for like a handful of people, and then out of nowhere, almost as if the universe willed it, or <laughs> Cohen's Pod willed it into the universe, <laughs> like we're practicing the secret. All of a sudden. 
Rachel Bilson is posting OC-related content for the first time in however long. Yeah, decade. Okay, but I have a question because, and I'm only just now realizing this, and maybe you can help me. Chelsea, if you go, um, like the picture that Rachel Bilson posted was her and Melinda Clark, who played Mm -hmm. Julie Cooper, and she hashtagged it, or she captioned it, hashtag FBF with a bunch of question marks, which stands for Flashback Friday, which is just another version of Throwback Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but she put the question marks after it. And like this photo, I mean, they look incredible. Don't get me wrong. They both look mm-hmm. amazing. But I'm pretty sure this is a very recent photo. Hmm. Me and my friend from Louisiana were debating that too. We were like, was this recent? Because they look freaking identical. Maybe they just have really, really good Botox artists. <laughs> well, hang on. If you go to Melinda Clark's Instagram, you'll see that she posted and also posted a photo of them together. And she put 2023. I'm sorry, 2003. Oh, my gosh. Through, 20, through 2021. So if you that's the like, I know you can't really see it. That's the 2003 photo. And like she put that as the 2021 photo. So I think they're hanging out together. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah. <gasps> that's awesome. That makes it even better. Like they're fucking hanging in 2021, summer and summer and Julie. That's so. And they cool. still look identical. <laughs> that's yeah. They that's look ins- incredible. That's insane. I mean, honestly, Julie Melinda Clark looks maybe better. Like she she mm. can get it. Shout out to Melinda Clark. Yeah. Damn. Um. Anyway, Good so for, that was some break, breaking news. And she has to be. I mean, she has to be the May. She's. It's very possible she's 40 now. Or sorry, 50 now. Oh, I would have said 50s, yeah. Yeah, think, it's, 50s. it's 100% possible. She, she's probably like 47 or 48, but she could be 52. I don't know. I, she's uh, 51. Okay, oh, I, will, wow. I, I will lift the sidebar. And Ryan, tell me, I, I already kind of know what you're going to say, but I still want to hear you say it. What are your sure. favorite moments on Mix 2? I mean, obviously Death Cab. Heck yeah. Um, so what I, when I was looking at this, I I was thinking about what songs do I remember and like know every word to still because I think mix one I know every word to every song on mm-hmm. that mix. Um, there are bands that I don't that I didn't really hear about after that. This is more of that. Like I knew I'd, Eels are still a band that still does stuff. Super Furry Animals still doing things. Um, but like Dios Malos, I don't know who the fuck that is. I know that song really well. I've never mm-hmm. heard one other mm-hmm. Dios Malos song. Yeah. I've never heard one other song by, I think Jonathan Rice is probably someone that you might know, Dylan. It sounds like your vibe. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds familiar. Yeah. I feel like I would skip through, um, I would skip through uh, Little House of Savages and I'd skip through Trouble Sleeping. I don't know why. Oh, my vibe. wow. I know. Chelsea. The Naughty Ryan hey. song? I know. Oh my God, the Naughty Ryan song. That's really funny because I, I I wasn't sure whether we were going to talk about this only the songs on the CD or just songs in general, but there was one that I wrote, um, Oliver Misbehaving Music. It was like are that you Puddle tell- of song. <laughs> are you telling me that you don't do what every reasonable person should do and put on trouble sleeping when you're sneaking down into the kitchen <laughs> to get like string cheese at 3 a.m. out of your refrigerator? That's what ever is that what the yet. scene was? No, that was it was when I think I'm pretty sure it's like whenever Ryan would uh would like get on, on his bike, bike and do bad boy stuff. <laughs> bad boy Ryan. <laughs> it's biker tunes. So you have to do mean creepy stuff like being a cheese yeah. goblin. So because so now I'm going to since I asked Chelsea and I asked Ryan, I was gonna say, Dylan, what were your favorite songs on this mix? Oh thanks, man. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you that. I want to talk about the Walkman for a second. Um Do it. <laughs> Fine, I, I don't care. You don't like through. the Walkman. I don't know. I actually didn't really love the Hello Sunshine song either. I, I, I would skip around a bit. Yeah. <sighs> hey, okay, at least I'm fine. not afraid to admit it. I am going to like what you like. I am sitting here and in my head, trouble sleeping is playing because I'm thinking about doing very mean things because those are amazing <laughs> wow. songs. New Dylan is a real asshole. It's getting darker and I'm shrouded in darkness. New Dylan is all. I didn't say New Dylan was a nice guy. Um, Smile Like You Mean It is my favorite killer song. Even they have an amazing discography. Every album is stellar, just like Ryan said, but Smile Like You Mean It is such a time and place song. Okay, but would you think that would, would it still be your favorite killer song if it wasn't on the OC and you didn't see it played at the bait shop? If you just heard it like on an album? Probably not. Like I said, it's it's all like about time and place. Because I remember somebody told me came out and I saw the music video on MTV back when MTV used to play music, kids. Can we like, what what is going on with the somebody told me song? Um, what do you mean? Okay, so you mean somebody like the, told the me that you had a, 
kind but of you had a boyfriend who looked like the girlfriend that I had in February of last year. He's saying the guy you're dating is is a girly man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was actually I, I actually never thought of that. Yeah. I think I, I I think I was just kind of taking it too literally. I I don't, I don't know. Are not literally enough. I thought that it was saying like like are are you bi curious? I was just confused about what that meant. Oh no. So so no joke. I was talking to my to my SAT tutor about the killers. And he goes, you know what that song's about, don't you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, it's about a guy realizing that his uh, his ex is dating a girly man now. And I was like, well, you're a tutor, so you, you, prob- you probably know about stuff anyway. Um, but no, Ryan, I would probably not like it as much if it hadn't appeared on this first. But that's also the reason why I like Hook, even though there's arguably many better movies than Hook. It's because it's such a time and place thing for me. <laughs> arguably. <laughs> Argu- <laughs> I mean, there's some oh movies God. that might be better than Hook. Someone might be able to make a case. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> but Smile Like You Mean It is so good. Um, I actually had the OC Mix 2 before I had Transatlanticism, and I bought it because of this mix. So I'm not quite as OG as Ryan is with Death Cab. I had a summer camp counselor that was super into all of this. Um, and she wrote down me like a list of things. And I remember I went to like FYE or Sam Goody or somewhere like that. And got my first, Yeah. Got my first Death Cab CD and the old fell in love ju- with them. And we're still rocking, you know, two decades later. I gotta say, Lack of Color is like not my favorite not even close to my favorite song on that mm. album or even no by way. Cap in general obviously yeah. But like, yeah hey but you know what they left out they left out some songs that were kind of big music moments like they left out um puddle i don't think yeah they left out that puddle of mud song for all of our misbehaving um I, I see why they didn't want to include night moves but obviously that was kind of an important thing with julie and luke and all of that and it comes up throughout the entire series julie always plays night moves when she's feeling some kind of way what about the incredibly offensive uh version of let's get it started? oh my god yeah when they go to the when they go to the party with the honeys five, <laughs> five, five, five kegs five, and six six kegs six kegs crazy honeys, crazy yeah. honeys. <laughs> um so it, me and Ryan the other day were actually talking about Big Little Lies, and um, so they good. have that awesome version of Don't Give Up On Me by Solomon Burke. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right when Sandy decides that he's going to take- Oh, yeah. He sings it again in the second- He sings it the second season during their anniversary party, but in the first season, um, it's basically Kirsten sitting in the pool with the wine in hand whenever Sandy kind of makes the decision that he's going to take on the case that comes for her and her dad. Um, so that was a nice moment when they, you know, kind of show like, oh, you know, the hardships of marriage, but we're all going to be okay together. And, um, I thought that was a pretty standout moment. And then the real thing that I think is odd that they didn't include was the Wonderwall cover by Ryan Adams. Uh, uh-uh, no, it was, uh, it was on a random soundtrack at one point, I think, but knowing Ryan Adams and that he's human garbage, he probably was like, I don't want my music on some teen show. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop. And just say, Google Ryan Adams allegations and join the hate train. Oh, I have not done that. We know. Like, Ryan Adams is not You don't know about that? He got me Chelsea. What? Oh, my God. He destroyed Mandy Moore. He did not. What? Yeah. I am offended to my core. You don't do that to Mandy Moore. And the stuff he said to Phoebe Bridgers and, like, said and did to Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know this. I was literally about to say, Dylan, like, Dylan, we don't need to Google it. We know. And then I guess not everyone knows. It's fine. I don't, Ryan Adams is not important enough to, to me to, like, take note of these things, even though I do have a weirdly, like, I would have slayed at your trivia nights, Ryan, like, just the like, encyclopedia do, of useless information. Anyway, welcome to anyway, Ryan Adams talk. Yeah. That. Ryan Adams, yeah, keeping up with Ryan Adams, he sucks. They did not include If She Wants Me by uh, Bell and Sebastian on any of their mixes, and I love that song, first of all, and I feel like they played it during like the coffee shop in the school scene when someone was, I don't know, I thought that was a pretty cool song that didn't make the cut for whatever reason. I went through like a week-long Bell and Sebastian phase where I was just really into them for like a week, and then I was just like, a week. I'm over that now. I know how to play. Um, I, I I dabble in the ukulele, and I do the for for, for whatever reason their songs Ooh, translate really well. Eddie like, Vedder um, over here. 
I know. It's, but yeah, it's you adorable. you play the ukulele, Chelsea. I didn't know this. Yeah, it 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 works because ukulele is like the only instrument that you can be kind of like bad at, and it makes it more adorable. <laughs> Um, you just described so, most of my teenage years. I was gonna say, I literally was gonna say the same thing. Like, wow, you just described Dylan's life just failing. New up. Dylan beats you to the insults. I'm. Um, That's right. I'm blanking on the name. Is it Lua? But you know, I know that it is freezing, but I think we yeah, have Lua off of I'm Wide Awake. It's um, morning. It's like that song becomes more precious the worse you are. And you know what other song I love to play on the ukulele <laughs> that you guys will be into. <laughs> Is, um, I thought you meant. I thought you meant in life. Just listening to that song, it yeah. becomes oh. more precious the worse you are. The way he says oh, no, no, coffee, no, no. When, when he the... says the coffee in the paper line is so like. You, it's like it's like yeah. yeah. It's like the word hummus. The more small you sound, the more <laughs> accurate and cute it is. Like hummus. Dylan's still not allowed. To, Dylan, Dylan's still not allowed to do impressions, but Chelsea's uh, Connor Oberst impression is a welcome. It's pretty respite. good. Yeah. So, yeah, Talking that good. Bird that was on a there's like an acoustic version that was on some kind of Death Cab EP, and I didn't like the real version as much as I liked the version on that EP. But that's definitely my favorite song to play on ukulele, and I sing. Didn't know you could play the uke. You're gonna. It's gonna come. It's gonna come in handy. When we do our live thing, and then we have a balloon drop, and Ryan will DJ, I'll have a little cameo and play play some ukulele for you guys. It'll be cute. Oh yeah, at my birthday party, balloon drop. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tap out a uke solo. Oh my yeah. gosh, everybody! <laughs> well, it'll be all line. like um, it, it'll be like when Marilyn Monroe saying happy birthday, except like really sad and like with a ukulele and a scratchy voice instead. <laughs> Um, I just want to quickly shout out the uh, the Thrills, um, Big Sur, which is on this mix. Great song. Um, I went on to become a big fan of the Thrills and also Keen. I don't even know Walnut Tree that well. I think I mean I know it a little bit, but like Keen went on to become one of my favorite. I think Keen's a really boring, like average white guy band, but I was very into them for a while. Under the um, Iron Sea is such a good album. I will stand Keen yeah. with you. But they're both, um, I was very into both those bands around this time period because of this. So shout out to the Thrills and shout out to Keen. I will say my favorite thing about Keen and the OC is that when you flash forward to season four, I think it's the first or second episode of season four, um, Bad Dream is a song by Keen that's like a very chill, low-key kind of sad song. And it's the song mm-hmm. that plays while Ryan's getting the shit beat out of him in a cage fight. So <laughs> yeah. oh, look forward God. to that. Um, how, come, how come Rooney didn't make any of the mixes? They made mix three. Oh, okay, good to know. Yes, which uh, which is a perfect. A oh, cover. the Christmas song. Yeah, the Christmas, Christmas song, song, which right. is the only one I could not find on Spotify for my OC uh, playlist that I listened to in preparation for this episode. But and I just you wanted didn't to go share ahead. the playlist with me. I had to use some randos. Sure, I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll share the playlist for mixes one through three, and uh, you all are welcome to to join along. But just to get you hype and make sure you continue keeping up with the Coens, I just want to make sure that you know that in celebration of season four, Ryan and I, because we've both been boxing, are going to fight a cage match in order to celebrate that first episode of season four. So stick with it. And if we have 100 written reviews of the podcast, Ryan and I will cage fight. We will, we will fist fight each other. Yes, oh my God, no gloves. So can I be the girl that walks around with a sign? Yes, you can, be the, ring, you can be the ring girl. You're the ring, ring wo- girl. You're the ring woman. You can ring be woman. the ring woman. And then I'm going to um, do the speed bag, and you guys are going to be really impressed because you yeah. did not know I had that in me. So get your vaccination. Come watch us fight. What's going to happen is that we're going to be like getting ready to square off and Chelsea's going to come out of nowhere and just beat the shit out of both of us with her ukulele like Phoebe Bridgers did on SNL with the guitar. 100%. Oh my gosh. It, it yeah. would oh, smash. Man. It would just splinter. Um, it would probably injure you way more than blunt force because there's the splinter and the cheap wood <laughs> just be a situation. Blunt So wait, one thing you said at the beginning of this that was interesting, Chelsea, um, was that you said there are other shows that you're currently kind of into that have a similar vibe as far as soundtracks. Did I hear that right? Yeah. And... Um, Big Little Lies, actually. I think that they utilized yeah. music in a really good way. They kind of made it into motifs in certain episodes, just like the OC did. Um, you know, we talked about Paint the Silence being such a big key moment for Ryan and Marissa. And it comes back in season three when they're kind of trying to figure out whether they want to continue dating or not. They both have flashbacks and that song is playing. So I thought that that was kind of a cool way they utilized it. 
And then again, we have when uh, Ryan's doing bad boy things and when Oliver's misbehaving. They had those songs that kind of tied the action together throughout. So that was kind of cool. So I just recently watched Big Little Lies for the first time. And I know, Chelsea, we could could do a separate pod just about that. Um, I won't come. I loved it. Yeah, thank you. So Whatever good. show we can find that Dylan is like not okay, um, but there was this weird moment, and I just that I texted both of you. I put it in the group chat. So when I was, but when I was watching, and there was an episode of Big Little Lies I was watching, and I noticed there was a song in the background that eventually kind of came in. But I know when it started playing in the background, I was like, "Holy shit!" I've been diagnosed as like a quote unquote highly sensitive person. Like that's real. Time I'm like in a room. I'm serious. And he's like in a room. I'm so like vigilant about like hearing the song. I have to hear the song and acknowledge the song before I can move on with like a conversation. I thought you meant emotionally. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, I also, like, oh. well, no, no, more like sensitive to like sensitive to like my surroundings. Like, oh. um, yeah, that type of thing. Anyway, no, I'm not sensitive at all. You're like you daredevil. <laughs> um, that's right. Anyway, I heard this song coming in in the background of the scene on Big Little Lies, and I was like, holy shit. I know this song. I've heard it recently. And it ended up becoming, it was a song that we had talked about literally that week on Cohen's, the podcast. Um, it was the art. It was the song. It was the song I chose. It's the song of the week for the episode, whatever episode it was where Ryan and Teresa were hanging out, talking outside their uh, little mermaid hotel room. And <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was crazy. I just thought the coincidence, just, just the part where I talked about it that week on Cohen's and then it popped up, you know, 15, 16 17 years later i guess it was 15 at the time sick 15 years later on an episode of big little lies i just happened to be watching that exact same week but then i also realized that it was shailene woodley in the scene that the song was playing under oh my god shailene woodley was also in that episode of the oc I, it's all I one universe cannot, oh my god her aaron Rodgers. i just wow like ooh, there's a lot of worlds colliding yeah, that's, there yeah 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 if I've you got a lot of thoughts <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, that means you don't follow Cohen's Pod on Instagram. So make sure you smash that follow button at at Cohen's Pod. That's C-O-H-E-N-S-P-O-D. I I don't think the P-O-D song works when I do it, but that's okay. Because it worked in in my head. Don't worry, I'll put it in. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, dude, Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers have a lot of thoughts. I don't know. um, We don't have to get into it. But Chelsea, did you do you ever watch The Bachelor? Did you ever watch JoJo season? Okay, I don't watch The Bachelor. The only the only season I watched was the ba- the very first Bachelorette with Trista Wren, and it was oh, because yeah. my math Great teacher season. at the time it was her cousin that like was her pen pal growing up. So oh she told gosh. all of us. So me and my mom watched it just that one season. Wow, but you never you again. live in Chad Johnson's backyard. You don't watch The Bachelor. Oh wait, actually <laughs> I did. Okay, I do have stories about the Chad because the Chad went to oh. high school with me, and the Chad went looks- to high school with Chad Johnson. Yeah, he like he like partied at my house a few times and stuff. But um, holy it, shit! It, well, no, this it gets even crazier. Because, this is another um, Chelsea bombshell. His his sister is a realtor. I think he even said he was a realtor on the show, even though he wasn't. I don't really know what was going on. But um, he I like wanted to. He needed to take pictures or something, and his sister knew my husband's boss. And they, they were like, yeah, you can take pictures of my house, whatever. But I'm not kidding. For like three or four months, he like spread out his content taking photos in my husband's boss's house, like posing as though it's his own house. So there's a picture of him like on a pool floaty and in the closet with all the like uh, Armani and Hugo Boss hanging in the background. And he's like sitting on the like in the office like he just took had a photo session, and took pictures all over like Taylor's house. And it's just out there on his instagram still so i don't really know what he's doing but that's the most chad johnson shit i've heard that's incredibly on brand for him yeah it's it it really was i mean to me i was just like of course of course that happened it's the bachelor (laughs) anyway the point the reason i brought that up was because um aaron Rodgers' brother jordan rogers also a quarterback didn't make it into the nfl um he won that (laughs) season quote unquote won that season of the bachelor so he married jojo the bachelorette but like a big part of the storyline of that season was like him having this estranged relationship with his brother and like how much the rest of the Rogers family and Aaron Rodgers are disconnected. They just don't talk ever. He's like completely separated from his family. That's the opposite of the Gronkowskis. They all like to hang. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm to Gron- so Gron- Tom Brady. I know Robert Kowski is so funny because he's the only it, it's America's so racist. Like if it, if it was a black guy, people would not feel like this about him. But like he's the only guy that people are like, yes, fuck more porn stars. Get more drunk. 
was like they just the the more shenanigans that Rob Gronkowski can get into, the more beloved he was. And then he got a little bit older, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna find an awesome girlfriend and kind of like settle down." So now he's kind of aged in this new phase of life, and people still adore him just as much. It's kind of you know he had that party ship with the um, oh the party boat. Yeah, the, the yeah. Party like, ship. <laughs> no, it was it was literally called the 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 Gronk party ship, and it was just like yeah. a cruise that he was on. And there was all these rumors going around that he like tried to pay a couple to just like fuck on the beach in front of everyone or something. I don't know, but I fucking love Gronk. Gronk's one of my favorite yeah. football players of all time. I will I support him at every stop, but. Yeah, I yes. will stand. I stand. I've stand for. I've stand ever since he hooked up with that porn star from Moore, Oklahoma. Wait, whatever what? her name was. Yeah, he like she like took pictures in his jersey. It was a big deal. BB Jones. That's who it was. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, and it we're going, would we're like, normally. Uh, we we totally are, but I mean, I don't even think the NFL like find him or anything. Even though she was wearing like his outfits because. It was Rob Gorkowski, and everyone loves him. His yeah. outfits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his uniform, excuse me. <laughs> we are, like, way off topic. My gosh. Uh, we had one more uh, mix tape that we were going to yeah, talk b- about and b- today, Before right? we get into the mix, I just want to mm-hmm. tell you all that you finally found a way to shut me up, and that's talk about something I know nothing about. Oh, talk about yeah. NFL players. <laughs> yeah, that's Dude, all yeah, you have sports, to do. Sports Minute coming to season two. Oh, man, that's, I'm broken. Like, Chelsea talking about sports is the most hysterical thing in the world. But you Well, know, I am. Um, go off. <laughs> let's talk about Mix 3, which it's a short mix, so it'll probably be a short conversation. But music from the OC Mix 3, which wasn't technically an album. I think it was more of an EP. Um, mm-hmm. It was called Have a Very Merry Chrismica. And it had only nine tracks. Most of them were covers. But as I said earlier, it was released on the same day as Mix 2, um, about a week or so before the premiere of Season 2. So um, did you guys feel festive? They were all such good Christmas music. Like, they were all such good Christmas songs, though. And I feel like they used them in several movies that came out within that period of time. There was like an eight-year span. Yeah, I think I may have told you all during the Chrismica episode that the first time I heard Last Christmas was the Jimmy Eat World version, and then I thought that the Wham! version was a cover of the Jimmy Eat World version. <laughs> oh, my uh, so God. That's my, I think my analysis of Mix 3 begins and ends with the fact that I'm an idiot. I will just say, for for Mix 3, there's not a lot to say for Mix 3, for me at least, but um, uh, Rooney, obviously we love Rooney. That Ravenette's the Christmas song, fucking great song. Like, that song yeah. is so still good. one of my favorite Christmas songs. Uh, Jimmy Eat World, Last Christmas is fine. I don't really like Last Christmas as a song. I do love Jimmy Eat World. I don't love that they did that, but it's fine. Maybe This Christmas was great also. It's the mall, the mall song, right before yeah. she steals. That's right. <laughs> when she's like, she like puts on the lipstick and kisses him. That's cute. Christmas is going to the dogs. Uh, great eel song. I'm not a big fan of the eels. I basically only like the two songs that have been on the OC because I feel like those are the two songs that are so different from the rest of their catalog. But um, yeah great song but i will tell you this you guys probably know what i'm talking about you know what the most interesting part of uh mix three is now that i'm looking at it is it ben queller no it's track six the long winters christmas with you is the best do you know who the long winters are Mm-mm. no bean dad bean dad from twitter that's his band bean dad that's his band are, yeah are you serious <laughs> this just became the most interesting mix Oh, Bean Dad! Bean Dad! What? That's his... Yeah, Bean Dad is on music from the OC Mix 3. Oh, my God. That asshole guy. He got canceled. Yeah. Because of Bean... Well, because of other stuff, but the Bean thing started it. Mm Mm-hmm. Man. Wow. (laughs) I only knew him... From that, uh, from that mix, I only knew the Long Winters. Really, I know that. I mean, the Long Winters are another band that I know have a big history, and a lot of people love. They're like kind of a Seattle like underground indie band from like the late '90s. But um, I I knew him because of that, and then I went on to listen to some of his podcasts that he does. He does a podcast called Roderick on the Line that I used to be really into. And then uh, when I saw that he was getting canceled, I was like, Oh my god, the dude from the Long Winters is fucking Bean Dad! And now he's. I just realized and remembered he's on the OC Mix Three. So there you go. I uh, wow. I do have one. It's never going to top the Bean Dad fact, but I uh, whenever I, I I used to be in like a really big Ben Queller fan, and I realized that I kind of had fallen off, and I really didn't know what else he had done or anything like that. And I just Googled it, and or I just clicked his name and got on Wikipedia, and so he released an album in 2020. But listen to this line: 
On January 22nd, 2019, Queller announced his return to music after his near-death experience after carbon monoxide poisoning during a vacation in New Mexico. Wow. What? Wow. So Ben Queller was almost killed along with his family by carbon monoxide. In and New Mexico. The Mesa people really got to him. Yeah. But so now he's back in music. So uh, shout out to Ben Queller. Shout out to the Bens. Do you guys remember the Bens? Just, I was oh going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. I loved that. E- yeah. Uh, ben ben so Queller. song. Um, like, is, yeah. Woo. Ben Folds, Ben Queller, Ben Lee. Yeah. It's so good. Check out the Bens. Hey, I have a question because um, Seth had a, a Ben Folds seat, like, you know, the, the poster in poster. his bedroom. But did they ever mm-hmm. feature any Ben Folds music in the show? I don't think so. No. Interesting. Yeah. I fucking Could love Ben Folds. That, that makes him a uh, poser then? No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. Well, maybe he was, maybe that's what he was listening to whenever whenever Ryan came in. It was like, hey, here's a map of the ocean like for when you go to Tahiti. Oh, yes, maybe he was listening to like, did I make me up? He's listening to Give Me My Money Back, Bitch. That was his angry Ryan song. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a Ben Folds stan also. I mean, I think oh, I've seen him like six or seven times. I think he's the artist I've seen live more than anyone else. I think it's either, it's got to be Ben Folds or All American Rejects, just because they're always playing in Oklahoma all the time. Yeah, the only weird thing that happened in one, I'm sure actually probably the odds are one of you guys were at the show too, but he, um, you you know how he involves the crowd and you know like an army mm-hmm. and different songs like that. Um, he was trying to get everyone to be quiet. And he, I am not kidding, this motherfucker restarted the song at least thirteen or fourteen times. Trying to get everyone to be quiet, but he was wasn't. It the univer- was this at University of Tulsa or was this at Kansas? Yeah, it was. Oh at, my gosh, was I was you. there. Were you guys all at that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All three of us were standing in that room, and he just did it over and over and over again. It would have been funny, like twice, but like he did it probably thirteen times. Like, what was going on that day? It's the same concert because it was a solo show, um, where it was just yeah. him and the piano, and it was yeah. the same one where they pl- he played a uh, not the same, and he had the crowd doing the. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was not the same, but it had been years. It wasn't like this was novel at this point. I mean, it was probably in 2009 or 2010. So mm-hmm. we had all already saying not the same back in 2004. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the weird thing is, like, um, my dad loved Ben Folds, so he took me and my sister. We all went together, and as we were walking out, we walked by the merch table, and there was a um, a T-shirt that said, "I like, I heart Ben Folds, but the heart was crossed out, and then underneath it looked like it was written in, like, before he sucked. And as we were walking out, out to the car, my dad was kind of like, yeah, he is a little washed up now, isn't he? And it was one of those things that like, sounded great, but it was just your like, dad, I don't know Your dad why is cool as was... fuck. I want him on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> your dad's know, fucking Gary cool. Gary really does need to make a cameo. He loves the OC. Like, he's probably watched it more than I have. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up in June. Let's get Gary that's, on. That's it. Oh my God, let's do it. He, Gary cast. It's <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love it. Keeping up with the K-Woods. Uh, oh god i've seen ben Volts twice with the um philharmonic in oklahoma city both oh, great oh my shows. god i bet that was sick but and then good. another fun fact is the acapella cd that he did with all the college acapella groups um my like quasi cousin is the lead vocalist on jesus land oh my gosh beautiful why was, voice why was it scat on that on that album scat <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yes, Chelsea, your group. <laughs> your my group, my scat. Oh my god. Well, that would have been that would have been a whole other thing. Did not know that you are Did not know that your kids bought icon together? I know. I just there's so many missed opportunities. Did OU even have an acapella group? Oh, I don't think we did. Wait, no. No, we did um because I remember they they performed at one of the at Usinger Scandals at one point. Or like they would go around on Valentine's Day and be like, hey, girls love guys all dressed in the same outfit singing a cappella songs. Um, well, did, the thing is, you? I feel like I almost have a, um, a Mandela effect thing going on because I feel like I saw them around the school. But I think I'm actually just thinking about Glee, like the Warblers. You know what? Well, that, that could be true. <laughs> I, I have that problem, too, where I think that Glee is real life. And uh, <laughs> we did have an a cappella group. I don't remember what they're called. And I can tell you right now they weren't as good as scat, but I, I think oh, is. man, <laughs> oh, I need to dig up that t-shirt. It had I scat am, cat on the back usually, playing the horn. It was really cool. I'm actually, I'm impressed that you still have it. Usually when I get scat on my shirts, I just throw them away. <laughs> oh, Dylan, new Dylan. No, new Dylan. <laughs> We're going to rub his nose in the scat. <laughs> Discipline oh, him. God. 
I that's um, all I have to say about Mix Three, to be honest. Chelsea, did you ever watch that show? You're the worst. Oh, of course. I fucking love you. Ben Folds was on that show. He was on like two epi- an episode or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great show. I yeah, it was a really good show. I I dig the um kind of dramedies in the thirty minute range. Absolutely, they're literally the best. Yeah, shout out to you're the worst. Great show. Um, okay. Do we have anything else to say about these soundtracks, guys? Perfect. I want them on vinyl. Press them on vinyl. Oh shit, that would actually be pretty good. I saw that. Um, Dashboard Confessionals has released the uh, unplugged on vinyl. MTV unplugged on vinyl. I think I'm not. I I'm absolutely getting it too. I have their greatest hits on vinyl. Nice. Um. Okay. So. March thirty first, we'll be back, season two of the OC. Um, so keep 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 uh keep your ears open. This will be keep, out March tenth. This will be out March tenth. So it's basically like two. Or three, this is three this will be out March. Yeah, March tenth. No, March third. This will be out March third. Is that right? Is that yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. This is March. We'll 3rd. release it twice, it both days. We're gonna release it twice. So this will be out March third. Um, we'll be back March thirty first, season two of the OC. Get your viewings in. You have literally a month to figure out how to watch two episodes of the OC. Um, and yeah, we'll be doing two episodes a week moving forward. I will edit the intro to bleep out Dylan saying a re- box set rewatch. So it'll just say rewatch podcast. Um, we got the gimmick. <laughs> I won't the gimmick record got it. Us going. The gimmick got us going and now we're bailing on it. Keep those reviews up if you want to see Ryan and I fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Cohen's Pod. Chelsea is doing a great job over there. Uh, send us an email, Pod at gmail.com. And if that's it, then uh, goodbye. And we'll see you on March 31st. Farewell. May the odds be ever in your favor.